Hello, and welcome to Magic in the Madness. I'm your host, Andrea Sarmiento, and happy Tuesday, or whatever day it is when you're listening to this, coming live straight from my bedroom. Um, Not live, but you know what I mean, pre-recorded, really. Uh, But this month has been flying by, and just this past week, I signed a lease for an end-of-June move-in date, paid the security deposit, had a cute little picnic after work during one of those really warm days, and, you know, we had some Prosecco and cheese, and I made my boyfriend bring the really nice coupe glasses to fill our Prosecco in so that it seemed, like, really fancy and cute because I knew I was going to take pictures and vlog and all that. And I also went to a tulip farm, picked my own bouquet of tulips of all different colors. Um, they even had multicolored ones, which were super cute. Didn't know that was like natural, but who knew, <laughs> right? Not me. But it was in this place called Dalton Farms in New Jersey. And apparently they also do sunflower pickings in the fall. Um, so I must try that out when the time comes. But I'm definitely not trying to rush this spring summer season even though i love fall but i think i'm starting to become a spring girly as well i'm not sure if that has anything to do with the fact that we literally skipped spring meaning it's not like chilly that i'm like i'm used to spring being chilly like a little bit chilly and spring so far has just been really warm like very it's giving summer okay um But anyway, Dalton Farms in New Jersey with the tulip field, lovely, lovely, lovely. It's about 30 minutes from Philly if you are in the vicinity, Uh, but I highly recommend it. It would probably be a great date idea or even maybe a good Mother's Day activity and Mother's Day is coming up if you all forgot because someone brought it up to me and I was like, wait, when is that? Um, So don't forget about your mothers, but yeah. The property was huge. They gave us a map and apparently there was even a lake somewhere, but we didn't go adventure over there. So if you're going to go, go have fun, frolic in the tulip fields. But on today's agenda, I want to speak a little bit about angel numbers and more specifically about 555, which I have been seeing everywhere these past few months. And just like the next spiritual girly, I love a sign from the universe. And so I've been taking 555 as a sign, as my sign. And when I looked up what that angel number symbolized, our dear friend Google says that it means change is coming. And it also means new beginnings. And other sources like Parade.com says it also represents transition, freedom, and adventure, and that if this number keeps showing up, it's a gentle reminder to be open to and just welcome and change. And I think for a lot of people, change is hard, and we often spend time reminiscing about the past or holding on to objects that we gave meaning to. But I guess we can all ask ourselves in those situations, are these things of the past still serving me? And I say this because the other day I was thinking about this more 
in relation to moving in a few months. And this move, which is literally and metaphorically speaking, you know, it's a big stepping stone in life. Um, it had me thinking. And I personally wouldn't consider myself to be a materialistic person. I say this because I don't really hold strong attachments to things. And maybe I just don't own many things in general either. Uh, and those things don't really have sentimental value to me. I bought my dresser on like OfferUp, like one of those secondhand apps. And like a lot of my furniture too, there's that. Um, there's other things that I found for free. I don't really have an issue donating clothes that I don't wear anymore, especially if it means getting new pieces that fit a little bit better or maybe is more of my current style. But I think the one thing that really struck a chord with me when I was thinking of what I was going to get rid of for this move was my Keurig machine. And it sounds silly, but it wasn't just another gift that I got from my family for Christmas. This Keurig machine was given to me by the mother of my first boss. And the first job I ever worked was at this bakery near the beach back home, like this beach town back home. And Sue, who was the person that gave me the Keurig machine, she recently passed away from cancer. And the reason she gave me this Keurig machine in the first place was because one summer I was working there at the bakery and I was about to move into my first apartment ever. It was my junior year of college and it was not a dorm, but an apartment. And Obviously, being there, I would talk about all these things that I'm getting for it and what I still might need for it. And she'd ask me one day while I was at work to write down my address. And I wasn't thinking much of anything really at the time. Um, sometimes I know they like to send Christmas cards. So I thought maybe that's why she was asking for my address. But when I was done, I handed her back the pen and paper and then she whispered into my ear to expect a Keurig machine in the mail in the next, you know, next two weeks. And I've had that Keurig machine ever since. So I don't even know how many years that's been. Over six, maybe like eight. I don't know. Not really doing the math right now, but I'm guessing. And it's come to the point where will I still let it go and maybe sell it? Yes. I think so, yeah, definitely. But it might not be the easiest object in my apartment to get rid of because I have attached this memory and meaning to it. But the thing is, I still have these memories. I just told you the memory that I just had of this Keurig machine, right? So for me, if I'm going to be moving in with another person and we have like two of everything, that really isn't going to serve us and the space that we're going to share. And if anything, it'll just feel cluttered and things will begin to be unused and untouched. And I don't think that's something that we want for our new beginnings, for this new chapter in our lives, moving in together with a significant other for the first time, you know? And from this article I read from Emerson Human Capital Consulting, from a more psychological standpoint, the amygdala in our brains, it interprets change as a threat. 
And essentially, we are hardwired to resist change. And I find this true for many things, one of those things being moving when we're on the topic of it. And I think we all can agree that moving sucks. Like this current apartment I'm in, it's actually the longest I've ever lived in an apartment. And I'm about to reach my two-year mark. And you know what? I love the setup. I love my routine in the space. I love where things are. And this is the first apartment also where I've lived alone. So I loved how I was able to decorate the space and get things for the space that I wanted. And it's completely mine. But it's a fact that I have a positive vision for the future that allows me to overcome being resistant to change, to moving out of this space that is completely mine and sharing it with someone who I've been dating for almost three years now. And instead of being resistant to change, I'm actually rather open to it, as the angel number 555 suggests. But in the article I was just mentioning, they named three things that can overcome resistance to change, and that would be, one, dissatisfaction with the way things are now, two, a positive vision for change, which is a situation that I'm in, and also three, having concrete steps in making a future vision a reality, even if that's just, you know, one step in a different direction than where you are now. But Going back to angel numbers for a second, I want to dive a little deeper as to where that even comes from. And doing some research, I found that angel numbers can date back to Greek civilization with philosopher Piagra. Oh my god, I keep forgetting how to pronounce this guy's name. I literally googled it. With Greek, wait, with Greek philosopher Philagros. Philagros? Wait, I literally, where's my phone? Pia, Pythagor, I don't even know. <laughs> H-A-G-O-R-A-S. Pythagoras. Pythagoras, okay. <laughs> so back to your regular scheduled programming. Um, doing some research, when I was doing research, I found that... The angel numbers, the concept of angel numbers, date back to Greek civilization with the philosopher Pythagoras. Um, and Pythagoras believed that our reality is the physical manifestation of numbers. He was not only a philosopher, but also a mathematician. So that's where, that's where that comes from as well. And one of his discoveries resulted in the idea of all is number which means everything in the universe can be reduced to a numerical value. But the thing with angel numbers is that they differ from like zodiac signs and birth charts because they are more fluid. They have nothing to do with when you were born in time and space, whereas angel numbers, uh, which also can be interchanged with the word numerology, are more mysterious in their ability to be found in ordinary settings, like on a clock, part of a phone number, page numbers, um, like a bus number even. And many believe they appear in this way as a means of the universe 
reminding you that you are on the right path or to let you know what is coming and or what we can expect. And it's more of a matter of how you choose to decode, you know, these signs of the universe. And I personally am more of a spiritual person. And so I can recognize the logic in this. But if you don't believe it, that's one thing. And maybe your spiritual guides show up in a different way, especially if you're not paying attention to numbers or notice these very mundane signs, then that probably is not even a good method for you from the universe or whatever it is that you believe to help guide you. But let's bring it back down to being less woo-woo and let's talk about why change is important. Why do I find significance in having seen the angel number 555 a lot recently in the past few months? And what can you as a listener take away from this? So I think change is important because without it, we are just stagnant. Without it, we are not developing as humans and living up to the potential that we have. Without change and without new beginnings, we really don't have anything to look forward to. And even if you're not a risk taker, I think certain parts of resisting change will make you think again and maybe lead you to take a step in a direction that seems more desiring. And I also think all of us do end up changing in one way or another over a course of time, maybe even without us realizing it. Like if you think back to when you were a kid, do you like the exact same things you like then, now? I don't think so. And for example, I used to be obsessed with the cartoon character Strawberry Shortcake. And, you know, I had the pajamas, I had books, I a sleeping bag, and bedding with her face on it, and even a Game Boy game that was like Strawberry Shortcake themed. And apparently, we still have that sleeping bag in my parents' house because I was on the phone with my mom the other day, and she was telling me she found it in the closet when she was cleaning it out. Um, but anyway, at what point in my life did I decide that Strawberry Shortcake who I was obsessed with, was out, and One Direction was in, for example. Even moving through the school system, you know, it's new and different every year. New people in your class, new schedule, new teachers, maybe a new building if you're transitioning from an elementary school or a preschool and going to middle school or high school. And... Even if you are homeschooled, I'm sure you experience change as well. It could be that your neighbor of 10 years moved and you got new neighbors. It could be that you got new clothes because your old clothes don't fit anymore. Like, whatever it is, change is going to be there at the end of the day, whether we like it or not. Even in the seemingly mundane instances. And I found this excerpt from this book called When Things Fall Apart, Heart Advice for Difficult Times by Pima Chodron. And I wanted to share part of this book with you, which I found to be relatable to the topic. Letting there be room for not knowing is the most important thing of all. When there's a big disappointment, we don't know if that's the end of the story. It may just be the beginning of a great adventure. Life is like that. We don't know anything 
We call something bad, we call it good, but really we just don't know. And this quote makes me think about the angel number 555 that I keep seeing. I think when I first noticed it a few months ago, this was before any talk of moving in with my boyfriend. And part of me is thinking, is this what my angels, my spirit guides are leading me to? Is this a new chapter and the new beginning and the change that they're hinting at? Part of me thinks yes. Another part of me thinks it has something to do with all these trips that I'm going on in the next few months from May to August. And I was going to tell you where I'm going, but I don't want to give all my secrets away. But just saying, in these next few months, all I know is the destination. I don't know what is going to happen when I'm there. And I think that's the exciting part. Nerve-wracking, but exciting. And this is the part where I will be letting in room for the unknown, for the adventure, and just be open to whatever the universe has in store for me. Whereas change every now and then is good for the soul, I don't think it should take recognizing the same angel number over and over to be aware and present of a situation that's unfolding. And I also want to leave you with another quote, uh, another excerpt from a book. This one is from Into the Wild by John Crocker, and it reads, Make a radical change in your lifestyle and begin to boldly do things which you may previously have never thought of doing or been too hesitant to attempt. So many people live within unhappy circumstances and yet will not take the initiative to change their situation because they are conditioned to a life of security conformity, and conservation, all of which may appear to give one peace of mind. But in reality, nothing is more damaging to the adventurous spirit within a man than a secure future. The very basic core of a man's living spirit is his passion for adventure. The joy of life comes from our encounters with new experiences, and hence there is no greater joy than to have an endlessly changing horizon, for each day to have a new and different sun. If you want to get more out of life, you must lose your inclination of monotonous security and adopt a helter-skelter style of life that will at first appear to you to be crazy. But once you become accustomed to such a life, you will see its full meaning and its incredible beauty. And my takeaway from this is that if you have the slightest of inklings to make a change, it doesn't have to be drastic, just any change, do it. Even if it's moving your furniture around in your bedroom, maybe you will find that you like the arrangement a lot better than you had it before. And these changes are only going to result in experiences, but these experiences are going to open your mind to more options of what's out there and thus honing in on what we as individuals like and dislike. And why is that important? It's important because the more we live life, do things that maybe scare us, do things to step us out of our comfort zone, we are moving towards becoming our highest selves. And that just means becoming the person we were always meant to be. Because without change and experience, regardless of seeing an angel number during your path in life, there is someone that we are becoming. And it is not the same person sitting here right now, and it's not the same person that we were five years ago. And doesn't that 
adventures sound exciting. By just living, we are becoming the person we were always meant to be. And this is where I'm going to end the episode here today. Maybe that got you thinking a little bit at the end. Maybe that has you thinking about what can I change now, even just a little bit, to move me forward, to propel me to that person that I meant to be, to propel me to my highest self. Am I getting in my own way about something that I easily could take a step to the right, take a step to the left, and just let myself be open to opportunities and situations and just do things that I want to do because we only have one life. But thank you all so much for tuning in. I appreciate all of you. Uh, But let me know your thoughts on this episode, what you might want me to talk about next or touch on next. And I am fully open to suggestions. And you can reach me on Instagram at Magic Madness Podcast. Also follow that account for any updates. And while you're here, give this podcast five stars, nothing less. And just click the follow button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts to get notified when a new episode drops. But thank you all so much again. I will see you all next week. And goodbye. Mwah.